is a standing ovation here at 7th and F in our nation's capital. With 8.50 to go here in the third, honored by a tremendous video montage just a moment ago. Alex Ovechkin, 1,500 points in his National Hockey League career and gets the salute from the home folks, which has to feel terrific, I'm sure. If Alex doesn't score, the Stars win. The game on his stick. And this would be a very tough way to lose a hockey game. The Capitals must get it here. Ovechkin, along left side, cutting in on Wedgwood. He will shake and bake, and he doesn't even get the shot away. And the Dallas Stars rally twice. And in the third period, force overtime and win here in the shootout by a final score of 5-4. to four. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals enjoy a positive night but fall late to Dallas in a shootout. Spencer Carberry on the loss as the Rangers await tomorrow night. And Tarek El-Bashir joins us on the next generation of Capitals prospects. Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, December 8th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It was a night that the Capitals did a lot right. They scored four goals. They got a power play goal. They took a lead to the third period. But in the end, Washington could only take one standings point in a 5-4 shootout loss to the Dallas Stars. Here's what went right last night for the home team. Alexei Protis had a goal and an assist. Dylan Strome had two goals. Evgeny Kuznetsov, after a one-game benching, responded with a goal and should have had two after ringing a shot off the iron behind Dallas goaltender Scott Wedgwood. Alex Ovechkin, on a secondary assist, reached the 1,500-point plateau, only the 16th player in NHL history to do that. But Rope Hintz scored twice in the third period to tie the game on two different occasions. And after a scoreless overtime period, Jason Robertson won the game in the shootout for Dallas. Again, the final 5-4. to four. Spencer Carberry, after the game, did talk about the positives, but was also frustrated by the team's mistakes that ended up costing his group a standings point. We score a few goals. Power play scores a goal. Protoss makes a heck of a play on that track to create Kuzi's breakaway goal. So that's a big moment in the game to go up 3-1. So those are the good parts. To come back in the second period, I'll, I'll, I'll take that as a positive of, of us going in, really struggling in the first period. So we go back in 1-1, we have a conversation, and then we come out and sort of take that game over to get it to 3-1. And then it falls completely apart and a lot of, a lot of mistakes. And we just got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. We make some, some mistakes that just constantly are just digging ourselves, and it's our whole lineup. Like our entire lineup, top to bottom, are um, just making massive, massive mistakes that you just can't make at this level if you expect to win hockey games, simply put. Charlie Lindgren got the start and took the loss, making 34 saves on 38 shots against. Both he and Darcy Kemper will play this weekend with a home game tomorrow against the New York Rangers and a Sunday night game in Chicago against the Blackhawks. The loss dropped the Capitals to 12-8-3 on the season, 27 points, 5th place in the Metropolitan Division on this Friday morning, and 10th out of 16 in the Eastern Conference. 
the Rangers, tomorrow's opponent, number one in the East with an 18-5-1 record under former Capitals head coach Peter Laviolette. With a shootout loss, the Capitals now just have two wins in their last seven. On the show today, happy after a long break to have Tarek El-Bashir back on the show this morning. He joined me at first intermission last night to talk about a couple of first-round picks and how they're progressing. 2022 first-rounder Ivan Moroshnichenko, he's in Hershey this season, and 2023 first-round pick Ryan Leonard, he's skating in his freshman year at Boston College. Tarek went to see them both last week and check in on how they're doing. You may not have been on the West Coast, but you, however, were in Boston. You've been in Hershey. Let's cover some of that ground. Hershey first. You had a pretty good conversation with Ivan Moroshnichenko, did you not? I did, and uh, it was actually through Dmitry Osipov, who is his personal translator slash defenseman for the Hershey Bears. It was a lot of fun. Great visit with, with, with Miro. He's off to a great start down there. Everyone says attitude is so important for these young players when they come over to North America because everything's a struggle. They don't speak English. Food is different. Everything is different. But he's kind of taking everything in stride. And that's the first step. If guys bring the right attitude when they first come over, the hockey should take care of itself for a first rounder with as much talent as Miro. Talking to people up there, everyone's really pleased with how he's playing. He's producing. He's been playing on the fourth line with Riley Sutter and Matthew Strome, but that's by design. That's not because he's they picture him as a fourth liner. They want him to learn the structure of the game, and who better to teach them that than two of the more defensively responsible players on the team. I had a funny moment with him. I, I asked him, what about the U.S. does he really like? And so we started going through foods, and he was like, barbecue, brisket. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, man after my own heart. Seems to be a theme there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, look, I don't know if we're going to see him this year. He's got a lot of work still to do on his on his two-way game. They're working hard with him on that right now. If he does get a few games, look probably towards the end of the year when maybe a little spot duty. Looking like his ETA will be next season. Next season for Ivan Moroshnichenko. And the Hershey Bears off to a pretty good start, too. Yeah. They, they seem to be flying up there as well. They are dominating. One more note about Miro. He also won over his teammates with a fight. You would never think that a skilled guy coming over from Russia, still getting used to the North American games, would pick a fight. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton captain, Taylor Fadoon, maybe took some liberties with him along the boards, and Miro just had enough. Flipped off his glove and started a fight. Uh, he instigated the fight. That's fantastic. And um, it, it, look, everyone in, the, in Giant Center went nuts. The bench loved it. Afterwards, when he got back to his locker stall, they had taken Mirschenko off the, off his name tag and put Drago. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And then uh, Todd Nelson flipped him a, a pair of new CCM gloves uh, for, for, for his troubles. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, good that he is acclimating well in Hershey and glad to hear that update. Here's another guy who, playing for Boston College and somebody we're going to be keeping close tabs on, and that's the first-round pick, top-ten pick, Ryan Leonard. We know we've got World Juniors coming up as well, but he is ripping it up for Boston <laughs> College, and you had a chance to talk with him as well. I did. This week I went up to Chestnut Hill. Hill, which I found is not really part of Boston, sort of part of Boston, but my, my dateline was Chestnut Hill. That was new to me. But what a start for Ryan Leonard. Uh, 18 years old, playing at the highest level of NCAA Division One, where a lot of guys are 22, 23, and sometimes 24 years old. And he's up there ripping it up. At one point last month, he had nine goals in nine games. That earned him Hockey East Rookie of the Month honors. He's got 10 goals on the season. 
he's playing a physical brand. He's loving life right now. You know, he's big man on campus. The student section is packed every night. The team is ranked uh, second or third, depending on which poll you look at. And, you know, the best part is uh, of the season is really going to come on the other in the second half when he comes back from Sweden, where you know, we expect him to, to earn a spot on the, on the World Junior Championship team, and hopefully the U.S. does well over there and brings home gold. But when he comes back, they've got the bean pot, and then they're playing UMass Amherst, which is like five minutes from where he grew up. It's also where his brother John was a star hockey player as well. So the second half is going to be a lot of fun for Ryan. I would expect more big things. And then perhaps there's going to be some maybe difficult conversations he's going to have to have with the people closest to him, which is, okay, I just had a really good freshman year. Are you Brian, ready for the NHL? Brian McClellan is calling. What, yes. what, what, are, what are we doing here? Are, so I, I talked to Greg Brown, the head coach for Boston College. He's been through this before with Chris Kreider and Johnny Goudreau and Cam Atkinson and, and a bunch of really good Boston College players. And he said, look, the thing you have to nail is you got to nail the dismount. Like, you can't come out too early. If you come out too early, it can have disastrous results. You can yeah. end up in the minors. You can end up getting buried. You can have your confidence shattered. you got to come out when you're ready. No one is prepared to say that Ryan Leonard is a finished product and ready for the NHL right now. He's trending in that direction. He has a body at six foot, 192 pounds that says, I'm ready for the pounding that the, the pro game dishes out on a nightly basis. The question is, is he ready for all the other stuff? And I think the second half of the season, beginning with the World Championships in Sweden, a World Junior Championships, is going to give him, his coach at Boston College, and also the capital some direction as to where they're going to go in the springtime. Well, no doubt we're all going to be watching to see how he does over there as well. Great stuff, T, and great to see you back here in the booth. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again on Saturday night. That sounds good, man. It's going to be fun to watch Hershey and Boston College the rest of the year. Appreciate the perspective this morning from Tarek on a couple of future capitals. One other note before we leave you this morning. We'll see how practice goes today at noon in Arlington. But TJ Oshie seems on track to return to the lineup tomorrow night against New York. He skated Wednesday in a non-contact jersey with the team and shed that for a regular jersey at the morning skate yesterday. One more practice today, and it sounds like he'll be good to return for the weekend. And a busy weekend it'll be. It starts with the Capitals and the New York Rangers tomorrow at 7 Eastern, 6.45 airtime on 106.7 The Fan, and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7, heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.